Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep specialist and mom of three. There's so much information out there, right? This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. Everybody. So we have our first male guest on today. My husband, the father of my children, my delivery room buddy, Tom Cooley, has finally agreed to have a chat with me about, I mean, not that we don't chat about things, but particularly for this podcast, because I thought it was about time that we get at least one guy's perspective on this whole birth and babies thing. We don't often get their perspective. And, you know, as we might assume, it's very different from their perspective. So I wanted to ask him a few questions around what it was like to be in the delivery room, what it was like to be a support person for a loved one going through this experience. And of course, he's going through it as well. And just what it is like to have that newborn home. And now you're a family of more than just the two of you and what that was all like for him. So here's what he had to say. It was scary. That was my main feeling at the time. I was scared because I didn't know what I didn't know how I was going to keep that little thing alive. I knew that there was a lot of pressure becoming a parent. And that's what I was thinking about. That and trying to help you get through your first labor as well. Right. So, if we take it back to me being in labor with Stella, I remember it very clearly. I don't, I don't have such clear memories of it. <laughs> I can remember getting up early in the morning and saying, I think I feel contractions and you got excited, but I made you go to work because mm-hmm. I didn't want you staring at me all day mm-hmm. and thinking about how I'm doing. <laughs> so then when I called you around lunchtime to say that you could come home because I was in labor and it was all mm-hmm. going to be happening, mm-hmm. talk me through from there on for you. But I do remember getting that phone call and being very excited, but also thinking, oh shit, it's happening. What's about to go down? Yeah. <laughs> I'm. My life is about to change permanently. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, my, my perspective of what you were doing <laughs> at okay. the time, I can remember yes. being in the car on the way to the hospital. I remember being at the hospital and I remember um, just waiting to get into the labor and delivery room and all that time you know, you're there sitting and hanging out while I'm still contracting and going through it. And we had been to prenatal classes. Yes. But they weren't very thorough in terms of we still didn't know what to do Yeah, no, <laughs> in, I, it, in that moment. I didn't know what to do and you didn't know how to help me. Yes. <laughs> remember, I really didn't you know You remember anything. that much. So then I can remember getting into the labor and delivery room, getting the Johnny shirts on and all that, and then starting to feel like, hmm, should I get an epidural or not? And again, you didn't know how to support me through that. Remember we called Sharon? Our friend Sharon was a labor and delivery nurse, and we were getting her to talk to us about it. And we talked to her about the nurse that was with us. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. But what I remember specifically on your end from first Stella's birth and Frankie's, the first two, where we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> Had a little bit of an idea the second time, but not 
quite enough still. Sure. But from my perspective, you were trying your best to help me and support me, but I wasn't having it because you didn't know what you were doing. And if you didn't know what you were doing, I didn't want you anywhere near me. Oh, I very distinctly <laughs> remember being told, get the hell away from me or something to that effect. Don't touch me. Choice word. I remember, yeah, don't touch me. <laughs> I remember saying it. Yeah, don't touch me. And probably don't talk to me. I think I probably heard as well. Yeah. <laughs> and because... Because you were you were being supportive and you would come and like touch my shoulder or touch my back or like let me know that you're there and you're there with me and everything's okay. But that gentle touch when I was having a contraction, I just wanted to slap you. Like, <laughs> what are you trying to do to me? <laughs> I tell I talk a lot about this in prenatal class actually because about like, me. not me being yes, terrible of support. That wasn't terrible support. You well, were doing what you thought you needed to do and what you best. what you knew right thing, how to do. Because yeah. like if I was upset about something on and on any given day, that's how you would come and approach me sure. and like provide support. What do you need? But I didn't know what I needed, so I couldn't tell you. I wasn't in a position to tell you. You were supposed to know. And you didn't. So I said, back off. <laughs> okay. I don't know how I was supposed to know. But <laughs> <laughs> so I was clearly not looking about at you or thinking about you during those moments when I was like, we're getting ready to push and, and all of that stuff. You were in but, your zone. So I just imagine you sitting behind me in a chair, twiddling your thumbs and just like, what are you like freaking out? Are you just like, okay, I'll just sit here until she says something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely remember sitting there and thinking, okay, well, I'm not doing the right things, so I'm just going to stay out of the way and Until do what I called. can, do what I can when I, when I need it. Until yeah. you're called upon. Yes. Right. What about going into labor and delivery, even the first time, did you think that you would want to see the action? Like, were you I, thinking the whole, up until then, were you thinking, I'm going to hang out by Ashley's head because I don't want to know what's going, because I hear that from a lot, a lot of partners. They don't even want to go down there. We don't want to see it. We're going to stay standing up here. But I feel like a lot of people probably change their minds in the moment. 100%. That's what happened to me. You did. 100%. Yeah, I know you did. I, I, up, leading up to it, all I thought was, well, I'm not going to watch because it's going to change the way I feel about Ashley or whatever and then when the time came I was just too curious and I had to look <laughs> and it didn't change anything about how I feel if anything it made me more amazed at what you know at what was happening and just it was that specific moment was one was like a, a real like oh shit this is real I, I'm actually a dad or going to be a dad in the next few minutes. Oh, my God. You know, and I'm, but you're I seeing your kids come into the world. Yes, and exactly. It's and more about that. Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. And, and I, I not everybody feels this way, but I've spent most of my life feeling like I wanted to be a dad. And that specific moment, uh, the crowning is something that will stick with me because it it's a beautiful thing. And it was not scary at all in the moment in fact it was fascinating and i was kind of like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> while you were <laughs> screaming your head off uh but i remember our doctor saying at an appointment afterwards like 
did you should have seen your husband's face. <laughs> like in what she, way? Is it positive? Uh, yeah. Because you're just like in shock and awe and just like you, you know, I've told you this all I don't think I would have been pale or, sca- or no, anything like that. No, like but, I, I think of, you remember the movie Blow and he's, I mean, obviously he's in a different state. He's checked out. Yeah, he's in <laughs> a different don't state. Don't compare yourself to that. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was not that. You were not that, but you were in that amazement zone. But like, and I've told you this before, you show everything on your face. (laughs) So when the doctor said that, I'm like, no, I can imagine. Because you're just like, probably as you described, you just thought it was amazing. (laughs) Too bad this is not a visual podcast. Facial expressions don't work very well on podcasts. Okay. So not everybody has that same feeling, of course, when it comes to actually seeing all that's happening. But I do think that there are people out there like you that maybe plan not to or feel like, oh, that's probably not something I need to do or want to do. But in the moment, you're you're living it and you're like, whoa, this is this is happening. It's real. And it's something that literally every single person has gone through from the perspective of the baby. Yeah. It, well, it, either vaginally or C-section. Sure. Yeah, we yeah, know this. Course. But yes, yes, I get it. Okay. Um, I, I was speaking to somebody the other day who's going to be a dad soon. And he said the same thing, that he didn't want to be down there. And I tried to encourage him to say, that's fine. You're welcome to that opinion. But I think you will feel differently in the moment. Be open to it. Yes, because it is your body. It's your, that is yourself. That's your, that's the next generation. You're watching that happen. And that's something that you're going to love for the rest of your life. And you get to watch it be created. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I want to hear, and this is more of a recent experience, so perhaps your memory will be a little bit better for this. It was traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to forget as much as possible. <laughs> no, the first two, uh, the first one was just a whirlwind, even though it took a long time and there was some a lot of delays in the middle. It all, you know, it happened over the course of what twelve hours or something like that. <laughs> felt like it was longer. Than that. <laughs> well, I'm glad it felt like that to you. No, but yes, by the time by the time we got to the hospital until the time Stella was born was about ten hours. Right. So I'm thinking from the time I get the phone call there. at work, right? Yes. From yeah. the time I get the phone call at work to the time that Stella was born, it was say thirteen or fourteen hours or something like that, mm-hmm. and. I don't have a lot of memory of that time. I don't think I ate anything. I don't think I, you know, I was not, I was not in regular life mode. I was in a completely different, let's get this done. I'm in this zone now. Mm-hmm. And have, after coming out of that, I my memories aren't very clear. I have a lot of feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I feel... You remember how you felt. About yeah, it. I remember yeah. feeling a little bit, uh, certainly scared and... Because now you got to keep the baby alive. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nervous. Uh, scared for you, you know. I, I was scared for your experience because I knew this was a big moment for you too. And I there's nothing I could do to make it better. But I was hoping that it would be good. Um, I found out later that there were things I could do to make it better. But I didn't know what they were. The main point is that for Stella and Frankie's births, where those were eight and ten years ago Mm -hmm. we had prenatal classes but we were not shown what to do you weren't shown how you could be supportive 
I wasn't shown how I could help my labor progress or stay mm -hmm. comfortable. Mm -hmm. So it just felt like it was all in the hands of the hospital and staff. And neither one of us knew the next steps. And we were, I was waiting for them to tell me or just we'll figure it out as we go. And you didn't know how to support me, so I didn't want you anywhere near me mm -hmm. because I didn't, I only wanted support. Mm -hmm. um, you only wanted me to do exactly the right things, which I didn't know how to do. Right. Yeah. So with Mabel, I had been I had been teaching prenatal classes myself and became a certified childbirth educator and actually had been showing people for at least three years how to stay comfortable and mm -hmm. help labors progress mm -hmm. and how partners can get involved. So I was excited to actually get you involved. I remember coming home from class one day and giving you some handouts the handouts mm -hmm. that I give out in class and saying that study this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got the easy way out with the first two. You got to and I said easy way out. It didn't feel easy for you cuz like you just said it was nerve-wracking and all that stuff. But now I was like you're getting put to work. There's no sitting and watching for this labor. There's no waiting and see what happens. We're going to do stuff. We're we, going to We practiced. Pra we had a plan. Yes, that's the other part yes. is I ma we made sure that we practiced because I didn't want to have to be teaching you in the moment or telling you what to do cuz clearly at least I knew what to do now, but I was going to prepare you and share that with you beforehand. So, when we were in labor labor with Mabel and we get to the hospital, I've shared this in an episode where I talk about Mabel's birth story that like I didn't really I didn't lay in the bed when I first got there like I did with the other two because I'm like I'm going to be moving and we're going to do stuff. We had the sheet. We were doing the double hip squeeze. We had a TENS machine. It was a very like, different experience. Very different experience yeah. and it was very active and you actually knew what to do during. Anyway, why don't you say that from your perspective, what it was like that labor when you actually had some stuff to do and you felt like, maybe you didn't, but I think you felt like you were helping. <laughs> yes, I, well, I know I was helping. I, I Because of the planning and the practicing, I had confidence in what I needed to do and did it. And when you called for the TENS machine, I brought the TENS machine and I knew where to put it and we knew what to do. And that was a totally different experience. Still nerve wracking because it's, a big moment in your life and third kid like oh my god what are we gonna do but it was <laughs> it was uh a lot I, I have a lot clearer memories of that maybe because it was more recent but also because i think i was in a much clearer headspace and knew uh what i needed to do to help you get through that mm -hmm. experience it helped you to have a job to do yeah yeah and it gave me uh well, it gave me purpose in the moment, but it also allowed me to be involved and and feel like I was part of the experience mm -hmm. in more ways than I was the first time, mm -hmm. first two times. Okay, so outside of labor and delivery, if we just talk about newborns and babies, you've said it a couple times how scared you were to just have to keep these little things alive. Well, <laughs> Stella's, Stella's birthday was a few days ago, and... I spent a lot of time on that day. Actually, it was probably 10 years ago today that we brought Stella home. Yes, From the hospital. It was. And I have very clear memories of sitting in our house on the couch with the baby on either your chest or my chest and thinking like, what now? 
That is exactly like, what I was thinking too. <laughs> I and I saw a picture of a memory that popped up today too, because that's how I knew it was today, the first day we came home. And I remember thinking that exact moment, like, well, now what? Like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Are we supposed to be doing something right now? <laughs> yeah. Or like, what is just gonna? What's gonna come down the pike? You spend two days in the hospital with everything planned and everything you being told what to do, and here are your meals and la 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 la. And then you get home and it's like, it's like well, you forgot about how to do anything. Now we're by ourselves and we have this little life that we have to keep going. Like, and I was not good at breastfeeding. That's in the right. Beginning. That was a major stress. Do you remember st- that? Yes, I absolutely do. That was a major stress. And it was, it was very difficult for me to try and support you through that because there's literally, even with training, unless I'm a, you know, a, uh, breastfeeding consultant, there's nothing I can do to help you mm-hmm. except to try and be encouraging. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. But that was a difficult time for sure. You were you were crying a lot mm-hmm. because you were very worried about Stella's health. The first night, the first night at home when you don't have a nurse that you can just call in the room and nursing was kind of going okay at the hospital, but not great, but it definitely wasn't great the first night Mm -hmm. and it's very stressful and luckily we did get help after that from a lactation consultant i was gonna say yeah which made a huge difference so in general as one dad as one man in this situation because we know everybody's different but what would you say what would you say what's the best advice i should going into this situation what would you say to them other than, other than one you've already shared, which is keep your mind open about being mm-hmm. about watching what's happening in mm-hmm. front of you because it's incredible. That that's a cool cool one. Do you have any other things to I would do say or not do? Prepare yourself in a way of maybe get some handouts and study them <laughs> because the experience after knowing what to do, the experience was a lot better. It was a lot more less stressful. You know, when it, when you're doing things. You're not sitting there just worrying, thinking. You're actually actively participating. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better. What does actively participating look like once the baby's already out? Staying out of the way of the doctors <laughs> while they do their okay. stitching and their uh, all sure, the other sure, things. Sure, sure, sure. No, no, no. But I mean, okay, we're at home now. Oh, okay. You're home with the baby. Um, we don't want you to just stay out of the way. In that case. Sorry, I did. I thought you meant directly. No, I understand. I understand. No, area. in terms of how how did you find you were best or least supportive when we are home with the baby? I was breastfeeding, so a lot of that was on me for sure. But what were some ways that you thought of or made sure of you were being supportive in other ways? Uh, I mean, I uh, make the meals and. Take the baby when mom doesn't want the baby anymore and go do something with the baby, whether it's just walk around or dance or just cuddle on the couch and watch television. At that age, babies are easy. They just lie on your chest. They might cry a bunch, but they can't get away from you. And they, <laughs> <laughs> it's, they're very easy to contain. And uh, get to know them. You know, this is a person that you're going to know their entire lives presumably and their personalities show yeah pretty early yeah on. their personalities show but also let them get to know you too because i you know i'm i, I want i want 
that infant to know that I'm the other parent. His mom is always number one, and that's fine, but (laughs) I'm number two. There's somebody else here, too. I'm always going to be number two. (laughs) Yes. I think you always knew that from early on, and probably as a breastfeeding mom, that it's not it's not always the mom that's the primary parent but in our culture and as breastfeeding people and just where we're typically the ones home with the babies more that we tend to be the primary parent and there is one parent that the baby has that secure attachment with primarily but that doesn't mean they can't have secure attachment with other people um and so that was for you is just making sure that that baby knew those babies are babies (laughs) knew that it, that was majorly you and it wasn't going to be anybody else. So yeah. you're being very involved whenever you could. The only other thing I would say to that, what what you had mentioned, like take the baby whenever mom doesn't want the baby. Sometimes the mom wants the baby all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and I think I was probably in that, I probably almost never wanted to give you the baby, <laughs> except that I had to because I needed to go to the bathroom or something. Like I can remember wanting to always be the one to hold the baby. With and Stella had, or with all of them? Uh, probably mostly with Stella, uh, but letting other people hold her when she was still so young and fresh, like I, I was just waiting till that time was where they gave her back mm-hmm. or I was mm-hmm. like I need I need to have her sure and it was hard for me to say that out loud I'd like to have the baby back or I remember if that. I didn't now have you mentioned that if I, I didn't have a that. reason if I didn't have a reason like if she wasn't crying or if I then I felt like I couldn't mm-hmm. and I, I I found that very interesting so something that I like to tell parents dads to be partners of, of somebody who's having a baby is that not that you're going to go and take the baby no. <laughs> from them, but helping them be used to, again, being their own person. Like if you had come and said, and maybe you probably did this because, again, it was 10 years I, ago. I do remember this whole situation now that you mention it. But yeah. just like uh, having a hard time as the mom, that was my right, and I wanted to be with the baby. But I think there's value in letting other people hold the baby <laughs> and there's value in letting other people do that so but there's also like the husband or the partner could also jump in and say oh i'm going to take her back to mom now and so that you wouldn't have to mm-hmm. or whatever and mm-hmm. i know that happened mm-hmm. i know that happened uh i do i do remember having those moments for the first couple of months even mm-hmm. you know it mm-hmm. was when she was so fresh and and particularly, like, I could maybe say that to you, but I couldn't say it to other well, people. Right, of course. I couldn't say it that's why, to anybody else. That's so, why I could jump in right. as the the intermediary between, right. so that you wouldn't have to be right. the desperate mom that needs her baby back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, is there anything else you'd like to share? You're an experienced dad now. You've been in the labor and delivery room three times. Yes. Very different experiences. Yes. Just about every time, but particularly the last one because we knew a lot more and did We were well things, prepared. Very well prepared. So in a nutshell. In, in a nutshell. What's it like to be a dad? Uh, it's the greatest thing in the world. Most times. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids will make you want to thrash at the world, but they also warm every part of your body and just everything they do makes me so proud. I see them 
learning how to read and learning math and all these things are just they seem so everybody's going to do it eventually but when it's your own kid it's nobody does it like them well yeah yeah <laughs> it's like you know i had a pretty big part in them doing that and that's cool <laughs> that makes me proud of myself you know totally proud of myself proud of them mostly but my pride in them does give me pride in myself as well. If you're looking for more information or support along your parenting journey, check out birthbabysleep.ca. That's where you're gonna find prenatal classes, postpartum and new baby resources, and sleep support during the childhood years. You can now join our Bringing Up Baby community membership as well, which has tons of additional benefits to helping you through all kinds of sleep challenges and transitions, navigating the transition to solid foods, and even your transition through early parenthood. If you have any questions, just send them my way. Lastly, but certainly not least, if you got something out of this episode or our show in general, leaving a rating or a quick review goes a really long way to helping others find us. So please consider leaving one. That's all for now. I'm Ashley Cooley, and we'll see you back here next time. Bye.